This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away. A song away. A song away. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. I'm Mario Del Barrio. Are you still Del Barrio now? Still Del Barrio. I'm, I'm sticking. It's my stage name now. Oh, okay. Like Pat Francis. Francis is my middle name, but yeah, well, my last name's Dodson. But yeah, I never go by Pat weird. Dodson. That's weird. My last name's Dodson too. Really? Yeah. Are we related? Probably. Did you? Are, are you illegal? I'm, I just want you to know <laughs> when I when I did the first episode of the uh, the first episode of mm-hmm. the Kinks Kinks Volume One Volume One. Trump had not been elected, right? Is that no, we, true? No, we don't talk about politics on the show. I know, but I'm just saying. Okay. I've made it for you. <laughs> okay. still you, in. You've made it without- I'm still here. All right. I'm still here. So I'm not answering your question, but okay. I'm not not answering your question. Yeah. You know what's funny? Can I bring this up? I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I just- um, You can I, sometimes, sometimes I go to uh, iTunes, uh, not to read the reviews so much as to see- when the last review might have been written, uh-huh. or if if people still write reviews, and this is this is hysterical, Mario, because this is just from I went there the other day, and uh, <laughs> and there's a review there. Don't do this to yourself. This is the no I no Kyle and I we revel in we would revel in the uh, in the bad reviews as well as the good ones, but here this is a review that was written on Halloween. Mm-hmm. It comes from Amber H zero one. Shout out to Amber H zero one. And here's what she says. Rock Solid was at one time my favorite podcast. So already out of the, <laughs> out of the box. I know where this is going. By the way, I will tell you that it's a, it's a three out of five, which isn't terrible. Mm. So it wasn't like a one. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's fine. Um, I love the setup with the rotating co-hosts. The show is, has slowly gone downhill with all, all political talk and jokes against Christianity. Okay. Uh. We don't. I really don't feel we talk. I, I put a moratorium on talking about politics. Yeah, yeah. I wanted this to be a place where people could come sure. and get away from that. And, uh, but sometimes we do make jokes about Christianity because that's bullshit. Oh, so you can't say things like that. <laughs> then expect oh, okay. a good review. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me continue. I can name two episodes in particular. Are you ready? Uh huh. The Kinks episode was heavy on the Trump talk. <laughs> so that's all you, man, because that's uh, you were here for all the Kinks episodes. Amber H., let me just say something. As a brown person, it's, uh, it's kind of hard to uh, avoid uh, you know, yeah. feeling negative about that guy. Just, just, uh, yeah. just putting it out there. Yeah. Uh, walk, hey. a, walk a mile in your, uh, in your shoes. Hey, you know what, though? God's going to forgive him, right? What if I said walk a mile in your sombrero? Would that be, would that be bad? Walk a mile in your moccasins? Yeah, moccasins. That's a good one. To say right. to. Yeah, you could say that. So uh, <laughs> It's your sombrero. <laughs> I cannot stand hearing all the dumb anti-Republican jokes. Another episode, the recent Nick Lowe episode, oh. uh, that was just this week. So I, I get to read this to Siegel. So people, you'll be hearing this re- review twice. Um, has nonsense uh, Chick-fil-A jabs. Chick-fil-A is a wonderful establishment. The employees are more than polite uh, or more polite than in any other restaurant. Uh-huh. And they are not anti-LGBTQ. Uh, well, she actually put LGTB. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she doesn't that's, know what she's talking about. To uh, as they opened on a Sunday, wants to serve survivors of the Pulse nightclub tragedy. Well, so that means that the whole company, they did one good thing. So, Well, Amber, as, as, as a Christian, I hope you would find it in your mm-hmm. heart to forgive our, our nonsense jokes about Trump. 
Uh, right? I mean, here's another one. I even remember an episode where Pat Francis said, no one needs a gun in their home, even if there is a burglary. That's crazy. A gun can protect a good family from a bad person with a gun. Common sense. I'm sick of the lefty talk on, on what was once an amazing music and comedy podcast. Three out of five. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, Justine on our podcast. She will slam a movie and then give it a 10. <laughs> we discovered aliens. By the way, let's talk about this. The superiority complex. That's it. I can barely say it. Can you say it? Superiority complex. Superiority Your complex. new favorite podcast. Your new favorite Maybe podcast. Maybe it'll be Amber's new favorite podcast. It might be. Try, try that one out, Amber. Well, I know she's still listening. She does. Amber, we she's love you. She's still listening because she gave us a three out of five. And no one gives a three out of five and then doesn't still listen. So look, Amber, we don't, that Kinks episode that you quoted in an, in a review from four days ago, that Kinks episode was like four years old. And Kyle, Kyle did do a good Trump impersonation. He does. Yeah. He does yeah. do a good Trump. I think Trump. that's what kept happening. We kept slipping we into We kept that. slipping into the Trump impersonation. Yeah, so anyway. Good times. So, uh, Shout out to Kyle. So now this podcast you have, you guys talk about pop culture stuff. Mostly pop culture. Right now we're doing, uh, we do a, a bi-weekly. Is that true? Is that how we do bi-weekly every other week? Bi-weekly every other week. Is that bi- That's bi-monthly. Bi-weekly would be twice a week, right? See, I'm always confused I'm about confused that. about that too. Okay, it's a bi-monthly. It was a bi-monthly feature called Digital Movie Club. We're going right. through my... Digital Movie Club, my personal collection. These are, but these are movies that you own digitally, or do you have a physical copy? I own of this? them as w- physically as well as digitally. Why and do you call it digital then? Because trying to appeal to the kids. Well, here's what it was: instead of going through my entire DVD collection, mm-hmm. which is a lot, yeah, we narrowed it down to a few hundred. Okay, <laughs> and uh, and I share these with these millennials I co-host with, and you you make them watch these films, and uh, so far. Uh, yeah, it's been great. It's been a great experience. Uh, and so, you know, John Sandy, my co-host, and I have seen a lot of movies, and we have very similar tastes. And then there's three kids in their mid to late 20s, and uh, they follow along with us. And it's been an interesting... Uh, so we're doing that weekly now, because... How many ki- people are around the table with There this are thing? five. We record usually with five. Right now we have a floater, Sandy. And, and you're, you're the oldest person at the table. John Sandy is the oldest person. He's he's ten years old. He's ten years my senior. Ten years your senior. Yeah. So it's a lot. Of, we cross. We have a boomer. Okay. An Xer. Because when I listen, here's what I feel like. It here's what it sounds like to me. It's like your Uncle Buck. <laughs> exactly. And and the parents are away. Yeah. And you're trying to get these other kids in gear. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. That's what it is. Right. Yes. How how often am I successful, Pat? Not very. I feel like you're. I feel like you're really babysitting these children. No, I'm not. I need to crack the whip a little bit. Don't you I? do need to crack the whip. There's a lot of they, a lot of people talk over each other. Yeah, I don't like that. And we like have we have meetings. We have meetings. You have a meeting. I <laughs> literally have to sit and talk with them in between, like before the show. I go, look, guys. We did a show at the house at your house at the house the other day. You let them know where you live. Great, okay. Pat. It was one of the best episodes we've ever done. Were they done. on their best behavior because Nicole they, was they there? Were, <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. No, you know what? They said, you know, the atmosphere was more relaxed. I said, what is it about us going into a studio, a professional mm-hmm. environment yeah. that makes you feel like you want to be less? I'm slamming them. I love those kids. But yeah. No, they, no, no. We're not slamming them. We're just, we're, 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 you're not slamming them. The, the crosstalk is, it drives me crazy. You need to pass a spoon around the table. Whoever has the spoon can talk. I talk. Right. And then you hand the spoon off no, if no, you no. want. I point. Do you point dismissively? I go, I, and a snap. I go, yeah, of course I do. The way you used to point at Kyle. What? <laughs> That's where I picked it up. What movie 
do you absolutely love that these kids were not on board with? Well, our biggest, the running joke is that uh, uh, Justine gave Casablanca a six, which is, you okay. know, a classic. A I mean, six out of how many? Six out of 10. <laughs> six out of 20. <laughs> yeah, she's done that before. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's the one that really. I've never seen Casablanca. Kind of irks everyone. You've never seen Casablanca? Uh, no. You should see it. Very well written. You know what? I have an aversion to some old timey movies because in my head, I feel like it's going to be. Like, uh, you know, like, hey, we got to get over here and we got to do this. Oh, I know. We got to. There's a little bit of that. There's yeah. A little bit of that and that kind of takes that kind of acting. I call that King Kong acting. Yeah. It takes me out of it a little bit. It's a very, um, yeah, yeah. Very, very. Is it staccato? Staccato style. Look at, look at us with the words. Yeah. Have you ever seen uh, His Girl Friday with Cary Grant? No. Nope. That's like the quintessential staccato. Everybody talks <laughs> it's super fat over each other. It's like an it's, episode. Um, like I like a, I like a very naturalistic uh, movie experience. So you would enjoy the digital movie club from the '60s onward, probably. When you get into the more real, the realism yeah. school, you're, like you're, so, uh, and lately I've been I watched that CNN series, uh, the movies. Is that what it was called? I didn't see any of it, but yes, I think that's what it's called. And you know, they kept going through some of these classic '70s movies and stuff that I had never seen before. I'm like, I got to see some of these movies. And so we started to do that. Like every Sunday, we'd watch a classic movie. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, these these are not holding up for me. You know what didn't hold up for me at all? What's that? I didn't like it at all. What's that? Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. You know, that's a movie that we... That is not good. That's a movie that we watched, and uh, I have it because it was kind of one of those things that was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, Butch Cassidy. Everybody yeah. Looked, it's a classic. Yeah. And then I got it and kind of went, it wasn't yeah. that good. See, and like uh, earlier in the year, I watched The Sting, and I loved it. Yeah, Sting is great. So I'm like, well... It's directed by the same guy. It's got the same good love, Newman and Redford, yeah. love a Western. That's Man. exactly the same <laughs> response that we got on the podcast. Nothing happens. People didn't like that much, uh, Butch Cassidy that much, but then they turn around and love this thing. Yeah, I'll give you a 70s movie you have to watch. And and, and, and I, I've, I've had a, uh, okay, go ahead. Will you watch me. it for me? I will. The Taking of Pelham 123, the original. Oh, oh, Martin Balsam? Martin Balsam. I will watch that. It's fantastic. I, I believe you. I believe that that Fan- would be good. Fantastic. Another one we watched, we watched Cool Hand Luke. And How'd was, that hold up? I was just like, eh, all right. That's a very quoted movie. I know, but it's just like, but... 50 eggs, Pat. I know, but I'm, I, mean, I mean, and there are, there are, here's the thing. These movies all have like some scenes that you can pull and put into your, your TV uh, retrospective. Sure. And you'll be like, oh, I got to see that. But then as you watch, like I had some guys, uh, this is on my list, I haven't watched it yet, Bullet. A couple guys watch Bullet that I know and they're like, yeah, that's, that's a zero. We, they go, there's a car chase and then it's nothing. You know, we went to see that at the theaters. I took the kids on a field trip. Okay. They loved it. Okay. How is it? It's, you know what? Here's what it is. It's the, cause I haven't seen it. So I don't the know. First, it predates hair, uh, dirty Harry mm-hmm. by a few years. And it's the first of that kind of like okay. anti-hero cop kind of, but okay. it's a more realistic approach. Okay. So it's kind of slow. It's very procedural. Okay. I happen to like it because I like Steve McQueen. Yeah, well, I mean, Steve McQueen is amazing. And it's also shot on location in San Francisco, so it looks really cool. There's no sets. Mm -hmm. It's all really, it's interesting filmmaking. So for me, I enjoy it. But yeah, if you're expecting like this, like- Great movie, Or a balls-to-wall action movie, no, not really. It's And I gotta be honest with you, I think the car chase in French Connection is better than the one in Bullet. French Connection car chase is awesome. And French Connection 1 and 2 both hold up. Uh, Gene, Gene Hackman. Hey, That's it. I'm going to put this out to you. There was a there was a, a foreign film that was le- released about two years ago. Who? What was that silent movie that won 
a couple years the ago. The artist? The artist. Mm-hmm. The actor who was in that. Oh, yeah. I don't know his name. He's in a movie called The Connection. Okay. I guess it's a French film. It is like a sideways sequel to The French Connection, and I highly recommend that you watch it. I'm going to check like, it out. If you like French Connection 1 and 2. We did not watch that on the podcast. I mean, that's a weird thing. We're going, mm-hmm. it's just kind of, we're grabbing different. Sure. And you're seeing a lot of my taste, which is okay. horrifying. But mm-hmm. there's things, certain things we miss just because I don't own a copy or I don't have a digital copy right. of that movie. So no, look, I'm not there. Look, that's the only rule. That has to be a digital copy that we have. <clears throat> my movie taste as well as my music taste runs the, kind of the same way. Where I might like a bad movie. Mm-hmm. There might be a movie that most people don't like, and I'll go, "Oh no, I really like that." Now I can also admit, like I won't say this is a great movie. I'll say I love this movie. I love this movie. Mm-hmm. You're not going to like it, and it's not that great. Yeah. Maximum but I like Overdrive. It. Yeah, mine. Mine is a Fandango with Kevin Costner. Oh yeah, I love it. That was a that's a '80s class, a minor classic. I think it's fantastic. '80s cult classic. '80s cult classic. It's on DVD, no Blu-ray release. Come on, you motherfuckers. Yeah, that's great. I love, <laughs> I love these Hammer horror films. My wife walks in and she's like. Oh my God, why are you watching these? Yeah, those are all good. I'm like, these are amazing. And you know why? Because they elevate Christopher Lee and uh, Peter Cushing. They elevate the material. Plus, I think the sets are great. I think the costumes are great. It's almost, yeah, it's like a really, it's like a really interesting play. It's like a really well done. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. Those are great. I think they're great too. And uh, you can't beat Christopher Lee and, and Peter Cushing. They're fantastic. I cannot believe that there hasn't been a biopic about hammer or about christopher lee and peter cushing together because i would love i would love to know more about what it was like back in that the day for those two guys to be working on these movies yeah and And they really liked each other they really got along yeah and i bet they were i bet they were like um i bet they were both ladies men a little bit did you ever see horror express Yes. That, I love that. It movie. just can't, it was just, re, I did a review of it. It it's, was just released. Um, uh, love it. Uh, I think it was Arrow Home Video just oh, released. Oh, yeah, yeah. Arrow does all kinds of weird stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I get a lot of uh, free stuff from them for review. So I was like, Shout what is Arrow. this? I've never seen this. Great. It kind of predate. I mean, well, it does predate um, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, mm-hmm. but there's kind of elements of. Sure. It's, yeah, and Natalie Savalas. It's crazy. It, the whole, it's a bad shit crazy movie. Yeah. Now, again, I'm not going to say that's a good no, movie. but it's fun. But it's fun. It's, yeah. I, I liked it. I yeah, love it. I enjoyed it. It's just because you're like, what is happening? Why are people's eyes bleeding out? It's fantastic. Uh, let's jump it here for a second. How old is, the, is your daughter right now? Uh, she just turned 15. Same with my daughter. Yeah. Just turned 15. Is she in ninth grade or 10th grade? She's in 10th grade. So is my daughter. There so we right, we got the, right on them. Uh, right. When was she conceived? Uh, <laughs> do you really want to know? No, I don't. It was on my, I'm not going to say. I know, <laughs> we know the exact date. Um, how are you feeling now as you get closer to being an empty nester? Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, Pat, because my daughter has decided, uh, she's already got her college planned out, which is amazing to me because in 10th grade I was still trying to, uh, I was hustling my mom's burritos in high school. Um, so she's already got this, plan she wants to try to go to art school so she's going to do two years of jc so she's going to live at home live at home okay she's going to live at home she's already got it she's coming to me with like, this. i'm I like, like hey that's great but i it, like that she's got it planned out it just makes me feel bad that i'm still trying to kind of figure out my life like what am i going to do these kids got it together <laughs> i've been giving this podcast six more years and then if i don't start making money i better find a job now your daughter went trick-or-treating so did my daughter yep, yep my daughter yep. says she's never going to not trick-or-treat yeah my daughter was like hey she's like it's free candy why are yeah. people upset about this my daughter said i'm five foot tall no one's going to question me trick-or-treating same with my daughter when i'm a senior petite 
Um, what else am I going to say? What about um, what about boys? Any nothing, f- nothing so far. Uh, she likes boys. The, uh, who your your daughter? No, no, no. I'm talking about your daughter and uh, my daughter. Yeah, I'm sure they do. I think they're both the same. Like they like boys, but they're not they're not interested. Yeah, the, my daughter right now is like, eh. I've got. She's like, boys my age are so dumb. Yeah, that's what she says. That's what my daughter says. Yeah, so she's like, eh. She's got her friends. She's into her art. She she's into sketching and drawing. And my daughter's in the um, arts program at her high school, and she's like. Dad, all the boys are gay. Yeah. And go. she's not, she's, she's like, it's not like when you and I were in high school and if we called a guy gay, we were like, you know, <laughs> you know, it was derogatory. Yeah. No, she's seriously, uh, she's like, all the boys in the art department are, they're gay. Yeah. So, I'm like, all right. Okay. So now, yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah. You're, now you're fine yeah, because I'm, now you don't, that's one less thing for you to worry about. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 But I mean. They do stuff like they went, um, when they go to the dances, they go as like a group. Mm-hmm. My daughter went to homecoming last year. Yeah. She's like, nah, not for me. She went with her friends. And she's yeah. like, yeah. I go, are you going this year? No. Homecoming came and went. She's like, no, nah, I'm fine. No. Yeah, it's fine. Her I love her, it. Her and her friends hang out, sleep over. She plays yeah. in a video game. Sleepovers are ridiculous. Yeah. All my, we joke that Rita doesn't live at our house on the weekends. Yeah. She's always at a sleepover. My daughter's at a sleepover right now. My daughter went, uh, went with her friends uh, trick-or-treating on Thursday, spent the night at her friends. The next day... She calls me and says, can I sleep over again tonight at Emma's? All right. So we didn't see her for like uh, two and a half days. There you go. That's, uh-huh. that's fun time for mom and dad, though. One less mouth to feed. Yeah. Hang out, <laughs> do the things you can't do, get all those household projects out of the way. You I can't know. Do, right? Mm-hmm. Or just sleep. Yeah, right. Without making someone breakfast. Oh, I don't. She's, she's on her own. <laughs> she's self, self, yeah, there's, self-sufficient there's, food-wise. There's, yeah, there's bagels in there. You'll be fine. Yeah, heat up a bagel. <laughs> That's what you do, right? You I'll, heat it up. I'll make yeah, sure. I'll make you kiss a deal when I get back. All right, Mario. It's been way too long uh, since you've been here. I agree. And it, you'll be here a time when it won't be Kinks Talk, but today yeah, it's Kinks Talk. I, well, again. the thing is, I keep waiting too long, and then all of my the ideas I have get stolen, yeah. or not stolen, but somebody else comes up with them. They're yeah. not very original. You're 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 logged in. T- to come in, in any topic you want, any time, okay. mul- multiple shows. Uh, we're going to do that Beastie Boys show eventually. Uh, I, w- I wanted to do L.A. Bands, and I think, uh, who was it? Uh, Someone steal that West one? West Anthony? West Anthony? Yeah. I think he got L.A. Bands, which is a great time. Yep. But there's a lot of those. There is, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean. Um, I, I know you, you have tons of bands that, uh, the Los Lobos. Oh, we should do one. They Actually, they are a band that deserve, uh, are you familiar with them at all, or? Aside from the La Bamba soundtrack and... Uh, I, I'm familiar with some songs, but they, I do feel like they're a band that I would enjoy. They're a great... They have a great history. They came up with like X and the Blasters and... Uh, it sounds racist that I go, Mario's here, so Los Lobos. No, they're, they're one of my... I love them. They're one of my favorite bands. Do you like Three Amigos? Oh, the movie? sure. Love it. <laughs> Lip balm? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so well, I got sidetracked here for a second. We're doing the kinks. Uh, superiority complex. Uh, one more thing. Some uh, some of our listeners, oh yeah, now oh, love your show. Up. They li- they listen mm, to your show. Let's not say love, but I I, I like the Twitter interaction. You know, I, 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 most of my Twitter interactions are uh, rock solid fans. It's funny. Uh, they're 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 a good group of folks. They're great. You so, could not make it to the rock solid barbecue this I past not, year. I was not able to. Make Maybe it. this summer. But yeah, we'll go. I'll try. I gotta be there again. It's the event that my daughter said. Who are these people that are coming to my house? <laughs> And I said, they're, you know, listeners and stuff. She said, do you know these people? And I said, some of them. She goes, you don't know all of them? And I said, no. She goes, you invited strangers to our house. And I said, kind of. She goes, that's stupid. It's dumb. 
I go, were you coming out to say hello? She's like, I no. I go, no, and you are. And you're still alive. You're fine. Yeah, it's fine. It was great. You're it was good. really fun. No, honestly, it was the, really fun. I, I when I the first the few appearances I've been on the show, I always pick up a listener too, and they're great. Okay. All the rock solid people are awesome. Let's try to do that again today. Yeah, let's get on that, people. At Soup Complex, S O U P Complex. Do you want to give shout outs now? I want to talk about superiority complex. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> dot podbean dot com. Follow us. Get on, listen to our show. It's good. Write right. a review. Write a nice review, Amber. Yeah, iTunes. <laughs> iTunes. Have you tried the Podchaser uh, website? Mm-mm, I don't think so. Go to Podchaser. You're on there as a creator because somehow you, when you, you're listed as a creator because you're, you guessed it on one of my episodes. Wow. But um, what's Podchaser do for it's me? Like an, it's kind of like an IMDb, but for podcasts. Oh. Yeah. It's, really, it's the easiest way to describe it. Wow, and you okay. can go on, write reviews, and do all that. But all check right. it out. It's a good way to find... Uh, I, wanted to, I have some names written down. I get everybody to okay. know. But of course, Eric Aragon, Michael Bagford. Mm-hmm. Bags. Got Mikey Bags. Josh Scott Fitzgerald. Fitzy. Joshy Fitz. <laughs> we got uh, Simon J. Dickey. Don't do that one. That's, I call our, him the big guy. He's our Canadian listener. Yeah. And we have Simon, Adios Pantaloons over in uh, the UK. That's his name, Adios Pantaloons. What do we have? We have Owen Harrington, Coach Yo, Spike. Owen, yes, great. Um, Matthew Berkey. Mm-hmm. Steegs, Wendy Stiegel. Yes, Wendy's great. Wendy Wendy's is, been on the show. No, she's she's supposed to be. She's scheduled to be, but we can't can't make it work. She wants to do uh, live music. So oh, that's I got it. Uh, by the way, I want, just want to let you know. Next mm-hmm. time I come on, yeah. what do you think about this? Live music. <laughs> Wendy, <laughs> Wendy. Uh, yeah, those are those are all of. I think that I think I got everybody. If I missed anybody, I'm so sorry. No problem. But shout out to those. Shout out to all my rock solid slash soup complex peeps. All right, today here's what we're doing. It's Kinks again. Yes. You, you and I have seen Ray in concert. We've seen Dave in concert separately. We're waiting now to see them together. Is it true they're in the studio? John Sandy, Th- my co-host. that is true. They are recording in. They scene. are, and they're they're working with Mick Avery, but they're also. I think they brought Bob Henrit in to do some drums. Also, I have no idea who's on bass. Why don't they get the guy that does bass on this album that we're going to talk about? He's yeah. still alive, John Dalton. John Dalton, yeah. Okay, here's what we're doing today. We're doing. Uh, they just released the 50th anniversary of Arthur, or as I call it, Arthur or the Decline and Fall of the British Empire. Yes. No one calls it that. I do. Do you call it the whole thing? Because I, I don't call it Arthur. I, wait, I, wait, wait, wait. We're doing that? I thought we were doing the soundtrack to Arthur. No, 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 not no, the, Not the Dudley Moore. We're doing the, uh, <laughs> the Russell Brand The one. Russell Brand? Yeah, we're doing that one. Oh. We're you know, not? You know, that guy does as he pleases. Oh, is that true? Arthur. So the 50th anniversary of this album was, just came out. It's, uh, you can get it in a, a two-disc set, a single-disc set, a four-disc set. Mario brought his four-disc box set. I'm holding the the two disc hardback yep. digi book. And, uh, and we're going to go track by track through the two disc set, which is the 29, 35 songs. Oh, we're going to be here for hours. We're going to go through these songs. <laughs> How long is this podcast now? I don't know until it ends. Until okay. you have to leave until you have to go to work. Okay. I do have to work today, but, uh, yeah, we got, it's, it's great. Out. Honestly, Pat, this is my, People are going to think I'm crazy, but this is probably my favorite Kinks album. I thought Muswell Hillbillies was your favorite I like, Kinks album. Here's why I go, I, I, you know, if you ask me tomorrow, it'll be... Village, Something different. It'll be Village Green. Okay. <clears throat> no, the reason I love this, there's two reasons I love this album, because uh, the, the dating on this, is it's such a Kinks, the way, the way this album came out was such a Kinks story. They miss, they're gonna, it's basically a soundtrack for a proposed movie 
about a guy, and it's just a one man's life story. He's born in Victorian England, and by the time the album comes out in the 60s, he's kind of the, you know, he's, he's the ruling generation. He's the ruling, you know, he's the generation, kind of like the, the baby boomers are now. Right. They're the people that are in power, and it's about his son <clears throat> wanting to emigrate to uh, Australia, and, um, oh, yeah, you're doing some adjustments there, but I'm pretending like it's not even a thing. So we're No, I'm getting ready to play something. No, you okay. keep talking. No, uh, Ignore what I'm doing. So I love it because it's, it's, it's really one of the first concept albums. And what happens is the project, the film gets shelved. This is a soundtrack for it. Ray writes and they perform the songs. And it gets shelved for like a year because the movie's not coming out now. Right. And in the interim, Tommy by The Who is released. And Tommy is now considered the first concept album right um and they're both named after like a a guy tommy and arthur exactly and you miss the the kinks miss out on the kinks always the whole story of the kinks is just them just missing right they they just miss you know they don't get to tour in america America. while the british invasion is like at its peak and so they just miss out on that audience and they don't become an american band till the late 70s yeah, it's really, really interesting. So the, it's, it's just sort of the quintessential Kinks album in that way. And then being a history nerd, I love the idea that you're, you're following this one man's life through all of kind of this, the important events of the 20th century. So uh, it's, you know, for those reasons, and the songs are good, and they're not all necessarily rockers. True. But uh, this does have my favorite song of all, my favorite Kinks song of all. And when we get to it, you tell us what it, it well, is. Well, it kicks off the album. Okay, well, before we get into the album, we're going to go way back, Mario. We're going to go back to, I'm going to give you a date here. Oh, we're in the way back machine. We're in the way back machine. We're going back to uh, May 12th. Looks like 2016. Oh my God. And this is, uh, this is what Mario said about this album. Whoa, you have this. When he was on the podcast. Uh, I have to listen to myself. During year five. The ultimate kind of what Arthur was. Since it's one of your favorite albums by the Kinks, why don't you tell us? (laughs) What? I just thought, uh, because you threw that right back at me. That's professional. Well, that's because I know that this is one of your favorite albums. It is one of my favorite albums. They're all my babies. Is Is it the movie, Arthur? It is not, but here's but here's something interesting, Kyle, or not. It was a soundtrack to a, and it was a TV show they were going to do. It was going to be a television. You can say the same thing. I bet and it was going to tell the entire history of Britain uh, through the eyes of of a working class guy named Arthur, who was born in the Victorian area, lived through World War II, and then had settled into this sort of suburbia in the 1960s. Like Deja and Vu. He wrote all these songs, so it would have been the first kind of concept album. And they shelved it, and so Tommy beat it out by like I think that. six months or something. See, I'm I'm a repository of yep, yep. repetitive you, knowledge. Yes, you say you say the same things. <laughs> ad ad nauseum over and over and over. All right, the first song on the album kicks it off. You're gonna, you know, she's gonna tank our. What's your name? Is gonna tank our this episode because you brought that episode up. <laughs> I forgot her name already. Amber. It was, it was good to hear Kyle. Amber. That's how, if you live in Boston, that's how you say it. Amber. Amber. Okay, this is the original stereo album, 2019 remaster. This is Victoria.
How come you didn't name your daughter Victoria? Uh, if we, fun fact, if we had a second, if we were going to have a second daughter, yeah, uh, it was out there. That was a possibility. That was that was a possibility. Your wife <laughs> was on board. Her, mm-hmm. All right, Victoria. Uh, of course, that song is written by Raymond Douglas Davies. I think he wrote all the songs on this album. Of course, he did. Yeah. He doesn't want to give Dave a shot. <laughs> Uh, why is that your favorite King song? That puts me in a good mood. It's that. And that's it. It's, it's that hook. It's that hook. It's that. And then also only, uh, only Ray Davies could write a song that mentions geography and make it like a rocker. Right. And you hear Dave just absolutely losing his mind in the background when they're. And Ray the, sings different on this song too. He, He's like, oh, it's green. He's yeah, like yeah, doing he, a voice. He does those, He does a lot of those voices. And yeah. you know, Ray wanted to be an actor and it comes out in some of his performances. And you'll obviously mm-hmm. see that in the seventies when he's doing stuff like yes, preservation and the stuff The period like that. that doesn't really gel with me that much. Yeah. That, those, those there's theatrical like, periods. Oh, there's, there's, there's five albums in there that, you know, but what's funny is when we, like, went, I like soap opera. When we went through those though, we found some gems. We found some in gems. It. There found are some gems gem- as albums. I don't like all of them as no. albums, but there are songs on there that are great. With editing preservation, if you took stuff from one and if, two, if you it, took it, the four yeah. albums and, it, it, and taken it, down to one, make me one good album. Yeah, yeah, you could. But yeah, on this one, he's do, kind of doing a lot of voices, but and he's affecting these characters. But it's great. It, it he does do the. It doesn't even sound like him singing. It doesn't sound like him. It singing. Sounds like they somehow slowed down his voice. Maybe they did because uh, you know, I love Ray that. Ray Davies writes. And produces and sings. Mm-hmm. He does. He does everything. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, he, and it would be one thing if he was just writing these little, mm-hmm. you know, kind of little pop stuff. Some of the stuff he's writing, he's writing some deep stuff. And he's like I said, he's writing a, a song about he's describing Victorian yeah. England when this guy was born. And, and it's he, not simplistic music either. No. I mean, they're not. You know, the, the I don't. I wouldn't say the Kinks are. You know. Uh, the level of musicianship as some of the other bands that were big sure, at the time. Sure, okay, I'll but, agree with you. But it's not bad music. You know, so, but let's say this. Let's say, let's say The Who is um, musically more what are we, ahead than sure. The Kinks. The Who's catalog is like eight studio albums, nine studio albums, and The Kinks is like... 30 or sure. some craziness. Yeah. So, I mean, Ray just keeps cranking, just keeps these cranking it out. Yeah. And sometimes it's not always, it's not always great. No. Um, we're going to get to the Dave Davies stuff. And that seems like some of Ray's more throwaway stuff, but there's some good stuff in there too. All right. Let's go to track two from Arthur. This is yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. Kinks. Oh, the Kinks is the most British of the uh, of, oh, yeah. of the big four British bands. Yeah, and apparently at this point in the story, it's Arthur's brother who's in the military, who's in the army now. It's World mm-hmm. War One. Yeah, and uh, he, he kind of turns. It's a song, obviously, about a person who's a soldier trying to figure out what they're supposed to do. Uh, again, singing in character, but it's also if you listen to the lyrics, it's also very much. 
this idea that, uh, you know, we're all at kind of at the mercy of greater forces, you know, yeah. be it the government or what have you. And, uh, you know, then later on, Ray will sing like the officer and say, you know, you know, you know, have deserters shot on sight. And he's very, you know, callous towards the, yeah. the plight of the, the people, you know, the soldiers. Um, so there's a lot going on. And there's a lot going on. It's not necessarily a rock song. And that's another thing I love about this album is you're using um, rock stylings to kind of tell a story uh, that took place before rock existed. Yeah. So you, Ray has to kind of stretch himself musically as well. And so they're doing things yeah. like that. Like Tommy is a rock album. Yes. It's a rock opera. Mm-hmm. And this is more, you're right. He's, he's singing these songs before rock existed. Mm-hmm. So it's a trick. He's already, he's already put a, a roadblock in front of himself mm-hmm. that he has to, a hurdle that he has to get over. He worked and he does it very well. This next song I love. I love it. Some Mother's Son. Yes. This is a sad one. Sun lies in a field Someone has killed some mother's son today Head blown up by some soldier's gun While all the mothers stand The sun ain't got no gray. Two soldiers fighting in a trench. Do you think they're going to do a keep doing these 50th anniversary? Uh, hope they do. Thing? What's next? What's the next the, album? Yeah, uh, Lola. Lola's after this. Yeah, you're right. 71, 72. I wonder why they didn't do like face to face and. Something well, they did all the special teams. editions. They with, did. The they did them two, like all at once. Yeah. But now they seem to be going back and really digging. I mean, how much? Well, this is after, remember, these are the ones that Ray starts producing after a certain time. So yeah, that's true. You've got all the extra tracks and he's got a doing ton of stuff. different versions of each one. And um, that song, by the way, uh, always reminds me of a quote that uh, um, uh, Buster Keaton had about, uh, y- you know, about when you you never ask the audience to cry you just it'll come like you you never never do anything particularly sad you you know you're if you you're serious or whatever but you never you never want to ask an audience to you know to cry and uh, that's kind of this here it's very sad but he's also very realistic about what's going on right. he tells the story of the guy you know looking up to see the sun and then he's you know a second later he's dead he's done and um, <clears throat> you know it's kind of the tone of the song it's but it's not he's not being uh, purposely like saccharine right. or, you know, he's just telling you this very realistic story. It's about very it. much the same as what happened to those soldiers in the movie Overlord. One minute, everything was cool, and then they're cut down. Yeah. Did you see Overlord? Uh, the old, the original oh, Overlord? No, no, the brand new Overlord movie. No, I haven't seen that. Oh, the Overlord. That Overlord. With the, well, you know, Overlord is the, was the code name for D-Day, right? No, I didn't. Yeah, Operation that. Overlord. No, I'm not a big history buff. Oh, yeah. So there was, a, but the, oh, you're talking about the one with the Nazi zombies? Yeah. Did you I, see it? I love that movie. I love it too. It's so weird. Here's what I want. Because it starts out like a like a real war movie. You're like, oh, hey. It's as intense at the beginning for me as uh, Saving Private Ryan very is. Very intense. It's yeah. very intense. Yeah. Here's what I want. I want them to take this Wyatt Russell, who's mm-hmm. Kurt Russell's son, and I want them to do- Big Trouble in Little China? 
No. I want them to do a new Escape from whatever movie. I don't want them to reboot Escape from New York. I just want them to do a new one. And he plays Snake Plissken. And let's do it like they would do with Bond movies where different actors play the character. Yeah, he's going to be Snake Plissken. That's never been done before to where an actor's son is now taking over a role that the actor created. Escape from Tacoma. And he's... (laughs) Escape from Mexico. Yeah, well, I keep going back. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Uh, the um, he's great. Snake Plissken. He's so great. In a cage. Uh, what do we see that was not good? But somebody was like, "Oh, that's so, oh, it was the um, sequel, to the greatest movie of all time, Pacific Rim." Okay. Uh, his uh, they did the part two, which was not good. Yeah, he's in it. It was it was uh, Clint Eastwood's son, mm-hmm. one of the Eastwood's. Sons, okay, yeah, and he you're like. Dude, this guy, why is he not doing like a Dirty Harry? Dirty movie? Harry. Yeah, just continue the role. Uh, my dream at one point was to have Timothy Oliphant be Dirty Harry. Oh, that, that could work. Yeah, and, but have Clint direct it. Oh, there you go. He knows the ins he, and outs. He, yeah, he knows it. Yeah. Now, now, are you going to have, when you get to a certain age, is is Rita going to take over the podcast and then you just, no, I don't you'll, you'll uh, produce? Uh, uh, maybe Kyle will take it over. <laughs> And then he'll play his uh, garbage metal every, <laughs> every week. By the way, no yeah. one, it is, I've never been more entertained by someone hating their job more than Kyle. <laughs> Pilar is worried that he's going to get fired. I go, I go, honey, he told me that none of the people he works with know how to do anything yeah. social media. So they're not seeing any of that. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, what about if he goes to get another job and they check his, his threads and they see that he's making fun of the job he currently has? Won't that stop him from getting a job? And I'm like... You have a point there. I don't know. Yeah, not at Comedy Central. I don't know. Yeah, true. They'll love them. All right. So uh, this two-disc set has some uh, some mono bonus tracks. So this yes. next song we're going to play is "Driving." I'm gonna I'm gonna start it in stereo, so we can hear some of it, and then I'm gonna jump into the mono. You are a wizard. Yeah, I don't even know how you do, do it. It's just, a, it's just a push of a button. I like you're putting the goggles on. So here we go. Here's stereo. Where is it? Eventually. I don't know what happened. How's that? I don't know. I mean, there it is. Starting it over. So that's stereo. Oh, I hear it. Left and right. Mono. honest i like the mono mix better now here's the thing pat and i was going to ask you do you like the mono mix do you like mono mixes better in general or is it just this track in general i think i like mono better now if you would have asked me this five years ago i would have said mono's bullshit yeah but when i hear it when i'm wearing headphones and i'm listening i mean do i want to hear uh do i want to hear pink floyd in mono no but some of this type of music 
this British invasion early mm-hmm. stuff. I think it sounds better in mono. What about you? What do you think? Years ago on uh, on K on K Jazz here in L.A. K Jazz. There's a show it's called All Jazz All Night. Well, no, on, on All Jazz and all of the night, on Saturdays and Sundays. All jazz and all of the they night. They do uh, nothing but the blues on on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so you'd get really cool. You know, they have like Buddy Guy and all kinds of cool stuff. That you get to see where some of our British pals got their influences. Right? They'd be playing all. They had some live blues musicians on one time, and Mm -hmm. they were talking about, they said, we love coming to play live on the radio because uh, you guys, when you hear the, he's like, the feed's in mono. We hear it back in mono. He's like, we love, when we're recording in the studio, that's how you listen to the playback is on mono. You don't listen to the stereo mix, it it gets mixed later. And I always thought that was kind of interesting, and then that kind of made me kind of respect mono even more because i was like okay the musicians must know something um and you're right on some of these uh mixes it kind of brings some of the instrumentation to the foreground i think so yeah okay here let's try this i'm gonna i'm gonna start to play driving again in stereo Mm -hmm. and when it gets to the 30 second point i'm gonna switch it over to mono and it's gonna drop into the exact same spot okay i like it that's what i should have done earlier yeah so this is stereo driving I love this song, by the way. Uh, it's a great song. that did anything because then at that point i like the stereo better <laughs> <laughs> well it's a it's a, either way it's a good how about song. this i like them both it's a great song like them both and uh but i do like the mono even though i just didn't <laughs> there's a lot of them if, i didn't and i didn't yeah but if, well you have to listen to them you have to listen to the whole song it's true um, over and over i i do listen to the mono tracks i it doesn't bother me if here's a here's the thing i'm putting together a playlist for my daughter and uh, she wanted, she said, I just like songs that are weird, you know, songs that are kind of, you know, like, no, that are just, she just likes that kind of music. Oh, I'll get Kyle to make her a mix. Yeah, well, not that weird. But I, I made her, so I said, I'm going to make you a playlist of stuff that I maybe didn't play for you when we were growing up, when mm-hmm. you were growing up, but stuff that I know you'll like because you just, so I started out with Happy Jack by, uh, by The Who. Okay. Which is a great way to start. Right. And the most famous version, I think, is the live version. It's off of a quick one. Yeah. Which is the same, you know. But um, I found like the mono single version of Happy Jack, and I liked it much better. Yeah, it sounded, and I mean, you know, the drums sound a little muddy, but it, it's really it kind of adds something to the mix. And yeah. I feel the same way with when you listen to this. Um, Driving such an interesting song, just because a second when I a second after I said that the Kings weren't maybe the best musicians, you hear that and you're like, wow, everybody's on point. Yeah. Uh, Mick Avery's drums are great. The bass is awesome. John Dalton is on. The, this is John Dalton's first album with them. Pete Quaif. Pete, Pete Quaif really left early. I he mean, left early. A, I think he does one track on here. Maybe. Okay. Um, and, uh, but then, you know, hear Dave doing that little, you know, that kind of like that little rhythm piece and it's all yeah, really good. Yeah, and the good. background vocals, it's Dave a, on the background it's vocals. It's all really good. Yeah. And, you know, just talking about isolationism. I just said that wrong, but, you know, only Ray could write a song ab- about that. You yeah. know, you're just like, wow, they, they, 
these people are like, we don't care about the war right now. We just want to go. And you, you can tell it's like 1935, 36. Mm-hmm. World War II is about to break out for Europe. And these people are like, yeah, you know what? Screw it. We're going to go take a nice drive. And, and Dave said that that was actually, uh, that was based on an actual experience of going driving with their dad. Like they, they, Ray wrote that about taking a Sunday drive with his parents. Yeah. So. Well, Ray's writing this and, uh, and Townsend's writing fiddle about. <laughs> Okay, next up, track seven is, uh, no, I'm sorry, track six is, uh, nope, I'm sorry, track five. Wow. <laughs> on my list, it's track seven, but on the album, it's track five. This is Brainwashed. I love this one. Some nice bass there. Man, just wait till it kicks in. You got the... Wait a second, when it comes back in. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's after there's a break uh-huh. and they, they and they kind of go do do do. It gets really silent for a second. You know what I'm, what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. Oh man, that's, I just can't play at all. That's, uh, that's some of these I had to cue up from the beginning because they're so good. They yeah. start out so strong. That's a great song, and that's one of I think Arthur's son. It kind of the the chronology kind of jumps, but it's I think it's Arthur's son telling him like look mm-hmm. look old man you know you, you you what does he say you look like a real human being yeah but you don't have a mind of your own you know <laughs> right you're, you're basically a slave to it's great know. lyrics it is the lyrics are so good and that's such a great rocking song it's, 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 it's are the lyrics in that book they are not in here see this is what bums me out about re-releases i want the last the last edition of this that was released the last two disc edition that came out in i don't know how many years ago it had all the lyrics in the booklet. Ugh. And this doesn't have the lyrics. I got to go on some kind of site that's going to give me a virus. Look, I know I can go on the, I know I can find the lyrics. Sure. But I like holding it in my hand. Yeah. How is Ray Davies not released? Because I have one by uh, Paul Simon and Rick Ocasek or Ocasek or however you say it. And Sting. Like just a book of their lyrics. Mm-hmm. That would be a thick, like Springsteen has one. That would be a thick book. Yeah. Ray's written hundreds. I don't know how many songs he's but credited with. How do you put together these uh deluxe editions and not have the lyrics to the core album Mm -hmm. i mean it's insane well you know back when we were young young men pat we had those albums you lay them out on your lap and Mm -hmm. there were all the Mm -hmm. lyrics yep and you just sit there with your giant headphones on and yep till your mom yelled at you to do the dishes all right this next song we're going to dedicate who do we dedicate this one to we dedicate it to hugh jackman or nicole kidman or Crocodile Dundee. This is a song called Australia. Now, I have the, the album version is six minutes and 50 seconds. Then there's an Australian mono single edited mix, which is two minutes and 40 seconds. They cut 
four minutes and 10 seconds out of this oh, thing. About three minutes of the song on the original is just like a jam. They do kind of like a second. So that's deal. what they get rid of. Yeah. And that, that was one of the few times the Kinks ever did something like that, like a, kind of a psychedelic. Yeah. But uh, we're going to drop some, uh, some Molly during oh, that. Oh, is part. that what we're going to do? All right. So here's Australia, and then we'll listen to the mono. <laughs> it sounds the same. <laughs> I'm going back to stereo. In case you're worrying, we're in stereo. I don't know what that is. Munchkins. <laughs> okay, now here we go. Full on mono. Here we go. the stereo better on that one this is really like a you're wrestling with yourself this is sophie's choice this is a journey of self-discovery for pat francis it really is and the next song that i'm going to play we also have a stereo and a mono mix of shangri-la oh this is a great yeah do you want to comment more on australia has the travel and tourism board in australia ever used this song no because it's kind of when you said are those munchkins it's kind of that's Ray mocking the idea that Australia is kind of like this promised land. But now it kind of seems like it's a great place. Yeah, sure. Well, they should embrace it now. But I think it's, it's part of the, that's all part of the British kind of mentality. You're kind of, you know, mm-hmm. oh, you're poo-pooing Australia because, you know, they're, they're, you know they're, they're less than us. Yeah. You know. I never thought that... Um, well, I don't, that's not true. By the way, that, that's not my opinion. That's just, I feel what the, sure. the character's sure. saying. I feel like Ray is, or uh, Arthur's saying that maybe. The, the, the things that Ray has licensed uh, kink songs to, I thought they've, uh, like Picture Book, when that was in an ad a couple years that ago. That was or great. Starstruck was in some, I thought that they fit like the product and it mm-hmm. wasn't like, it didn't feel like selling out. Yeah. It felt like, oh, okay, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. But I maybe, feel like the, the kinks should sell out. I don't mind them selling out. Mm-hmm. They've, you know, they paid their dues long ago and they yeah. don't get the, you know, they respect. don't get, they don't get the respect or the, the credit they, they deserve. So let them get money at least. What kind of a venue would the kinks play when they, when they tour next year? I, I don't think it'll be any larger than the old universal the, amphitheater would have been perfect. Yeah. Like maybe the Greek. Yeah. The Greek would be perfect. Maybe the will turn though. Oh, the Wiltern, they would, they would, they would fill the Wiltern. They, I think they could fill the Greek. I think they could fill the Greek too. Yeah. I mean, let's not go three nights or anything. No, we're going there, right? Oh, we're going. Oh, we're going for sure. I've never seen them as a as a unit. I no, I saw them on the Phobia tour. How was that? Are we gonna? It was great. It was great. the The place was half full. Yeah, 
That, that was sad. I they, was like, they never played to, to huge arenas. No. What's their, their concert movie is like filmed in like Rochester. Yeah. They're, what is it? One for the road. Yep. But it's like, um, a, it's like a 3000 seat arena in Rochester. But. I feel like I'll pay the top dollar ticket price for the kinks. Cause it's not going to happen no, again. That's it. Yeah. It, we'll, we'll be lucky if the tour gets to where right. we are. Well, it will get to, oh, you mean before they break <laughs> yeah, up, before they break up. Before Mick Avery hits Dave over the head with a symbol again. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's go to Shangri-La. Let's do it. This is stereo. This is a great song. That's all in my right channel right now. I just wait. Now that you found your paradise. That's in my left and right. This is your kingdom to command. You can go outside and polish your car. Or sit by the fire in your Shangri-La Here's your reward for working so hard Gone are the lavatories in the backyard Gone are the days when you dreamed of that car You just want to sit in your Shangri-La All right, let's hear what this is like in mono. I got the same thing in the left and right. Ray seems a little farther away. He does. those equally if anything i'm gonna say the mono probably uh, enhances the highs mm -hmm. but the lows get kind of muddled like when you hear the horns they're not as they don't seem as clear when you hear them in the mono are you a sound engineer uh i am on my podcast you do everything on that podcast i am i'm engineer i'm doing what you do i'm running the boards and then trying not to get people to cross talk and then but then you post it also Post, I edit. What I, um, what program do you use to record it in? I, we use, uh, right now, if we're at the studio, we use GarageBand. Mm -hmm. And if I'm at home, I use, uh, I have a little portable digital recorder. We plug right into the right into the board. So let me ask you if you do what I do. So you take your GarageBand file, mm -hmm. you open it up on your laptop mm -hmm. or your computer, and then do you send that to iTunes? I send it to a program called, um, not Audacity, what's the one? It's the... Uh, you told me about it. It's the one that Sound Studio. No, it's the one that runs the. Uh, it, it normalizes everything. Levelator. Levelator. Thank but I you. mean, but you don't. You have to change that to an AIFF file. I go to Audacity. Go into Audacity, okay. and I drop it in. I turn it into an MP3. Okay. So here's I don't care about the list. So here's what I do. I I share it straight to my iTunes, mm -hmm. and then I drag that file out, change it to an IAFF file. Then dump that into Levelator. Oh. Levelator's great though, doesn't it? Really, I my, my stuff records in WAV files. If I use the digital recorder, okay. So it's I jump it right into Lev and Levelator's fantastic. It is fantastic because um, I don't think I, I think our show has sounded better than ever since Kyle left. I mean, since I started using <laughs> the Levelator, and I, I give all the credit on that to uh, Murray Valariano. He's the one that said you got to use Levelator because um, well, I credit some, you because you told me about it. So yeah. shout out to Murray Valeriano. Well, let's not give him all the credit. What, is he uh, what does he do? He's a stand-up comedian. 
Oh, He's on Murray, tour right now. Murray. So uh, what's great is that sometimes the music would be like, would boom out. So I, I feel like people were in their cars and like they would turn it up a little bit to hear what we're saying and then have to quick turn it down mm -hmm. before a song would play. But Levelator seems to, you know, because it levelates the song yeah, and, and all of us. Mixes it all Tech normally. talk. Yeah. This Welcome is, to Tech Talk. Uh, by the way, Shangri-La, fantastic song. Wait till you get to the middle of the song where they start talking about the uh, same chimney pot, same <laughs> windowsill. Uh, by the way, I just want to let the listeners know that I got all of our audio drops back and I, I refigured, re, refigured them. Reconfigured. Reconfigured them. Yes. And everything's working now. And let's just, because uh, uh, I don't think Mario's ever heard this. This is my mom's, this is what you hear when you call my mom's cell phone and you get her answering machine. Because first of all, the cell phone rings five times. Mm -hmm. and she never gets to it in time because it's a flip phone. It's in her purse. Yeah. So you always get the message. So here's, this is my mom's answering message. Hi, this is Lucy. I'm busy at the slots right now. Please leave a message. She's busy at the slots because she likes to go to the slot machines. Then I love how at the end, listen again, Mar uh, not she Marie, Maria. She, 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 she kind of conks out at the end. She she gets, <laughs> she's starting to laugh because she's getting a kick out of herself because she thinks this is the funniest message that she's ever even heard in her life. Listen. This is Lucy. I'm busy at the slots right now. Please leave a message. See, that's her laughing. She, so, seems, to, yeah. she seems like she's having a good time. Yep. Also, we have this. We have Vince Neal. If you're feeling good, say fuck yeah. So we got that. So uh, what else do we got? We got, we got everything's back. I got everything back. I got uh, oh, this is a classic oldie but a goodie. Sure, baby. And we got uh, we got Christy Stratton. <laughs> Christy Stratton laughing. This is uh, this is Lenny Kravitz. Fuck you. So we got everything. Everything's back. So how long did it take you to work on that stuff? It took me. Uh, I lost it. My, the computer that used to. Uh, that we used to play the music on. It was a very old computer, mm -hmm. and it just it just stopped. It died. So all the uh, all the thing, all the uh, little sound cues, all the drops were on there. Yeah, like like when Michael Shanker tells us to keep on rocking, keep on rocking. You know, yeah. stuff like that. How can you not? How can you not keep on rocking when Michael Shanker tells you <laughs> yeah. to? All right, Please. next song coming up on the album. It's track eight. This is Mr. Churchill says. Good one. Mr. Churchill said, Mr. Churchill said, we gotta fight the bloody battle to the very end. Mr. Beaverbrook said, we gotta save our tin, and all the garden gates and empty cans are gonna make us. See that new Terminator movie yet? <laughs> what about a song about World War II? <laughs> Just made me think of it. Made me think that if, if you had time travel, you could go back and stop. <laughs> you could stop atrocities. You could stop bad things from happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it could rival the longest sustained laugh that you've had on the show. Oh my god. Yeah, no, I haven't. All right. Why didn't they call that thing T3 and then what was it? What's the what's it called? Dark Fate? Is that what it's called? I haven't seen it yet. I just need to know if we're talking about the kinks anymore or not. Like, we are. Okay. <laughs> we are. Time travel. I would go back and give them their visa so they could tour the states. Oh, is that, is that what, yeah, yeah. See, that's that's yeah. what you would change. That's what I would change. Yeah, that's, that, like, that's the first thing I would change. Yeah, I was I always undersell my like if people ask about the the superpower, like, mm -hmm. what would you do? And I would say teleportation. Like, oh, what would you do? Would you go? You know, do this, do that. You know, stop like a disaster from. No, I want to poop at home when I when I'm at work. It's like I'll be back in five minutes. You <laughs> yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't use it for anything. Could you just teleport the poop out of your body? Oh, I wonder if that's a thing. And not even not even have to go through all the Can you the imagine never but imagine teleportate. You never have to stand in line. Hey, right. you, you know, you want to go you sleep in, right? Till yeah. right before you have to go to work. Right before you have to go to work. Yeah. I'm there. No traffic. Great. How mm -hmm. much you have time. Time. These um when we have these fires, that's when I wish that we had superheroes. I'm like, a Superman would take care of this in a second. Yeah, with his with his breath. Freeze breath. Yeah. With his bad breath. Were you okay with the? Was, did everything come out okay? You you were on the other. I'm it's, way um, out in the. No, we can see we can see a dark cloud of uh, is that what you call it of smoke. We yeah. can see it in the air. There's ash in the air. Yeah. At our house. All that said, we're not in harm's way where we live, but because if we were in harm's way, it would be apocalyptic because it means it would burn through so much it has to burn through so many things to get to us yeah yeah, yeah. which is sad because like you feel you feel guilty that you're safe mm -hmm. because you know where that smoke is that people are evacuated and losing their houses losing their houses and getting their horses and pets and whatever they have and it's it's horrible we had a we're right up against a burn area in our neighborhood we're mm -hmm. like three streets down yeah. but when I drive my daughter out to school, we go, you know, the little side gate, mm -hmm. and there's a, there's a, I mean, the, it comes right up. It's an oil company that owns the land behind the house. Mm -hmm. And they don't, it doesn't look like they do any kind of maintenance back there. And they actually had a fire break out in one of the canyons about two miles from the house, mm -hmm. but they, they knocked it down within uh, like an hour. They had it contained. Wow, it like that's 16, great. 16 acres. But, you know, you hear there's a fire and it's like, well, what do we do now? You know, the wind yeah. goes the wrong way. I mean, we have bags. Over the we have stuff packed. We're ready if we have to evacuate. Yeah. Definitely. I told my wife if I, when I went to work, I was like, grab this and grab this and everything else. It's, I mean, don't, you know, grab our grab the hard drives with our photos on them yeah. and, you know, take this and that's it. And Grab that... 50th anniversary uh, Arthur <laughs> box set. Grab that Godzilla box set that just came in because I dropped 200 <laughs> on that. And uh, When do you think you'll watch those movies? Uh, you know what's ironic? I just watched most of them on Amazon. Amazon had almost all of them. So then you just, but you just, but they're going to look better on this box set. These are Criterion. There's yes. a book. There's additional materials. There's commentary. Does Matthew Broderick do commentary? We, that that's not included. It's, oh, it's the not first included? fourteen Godzilla films. Is that the fifteenth that he's? In? Yeah, it's uh, no. Well, the fifteenth would be Godzilla nineteen. They drive a they drive a car on his tail. Yeah. in that. Mm -hmm. what the fuck. Well, I mean, there's some of the later ones, some of the later, early the later early Godzillas. If that makes sense, you know, they have him fighting. You know, he's you know floating around on his tail and doing all kinds of weird it's stuff. Stupid. And, 
Yeah. I mean, it's great is what I meant. No, it's dumb. But no, I mean, it's the same reason I I won't buy all of the James Bond sets because of Man with a Golden Gun doing a slide whistle when the car goes upside down and, but I'll buy all the Godzilla movies. Like, but uh, Christopher Lee's the man with the golden gun. He's the only good thing about that movie. Scaramanga. Brit Brit Eklund. Oh yeah. She's, she's, well, that's Mrs. Peter Sellers. Yeah. She's lovely. I don't mind that movie that much. I don't mind man with the golden gun. It's all right. I don't need JW pepper again. Who wants that again? You want that again? They gave us Jaws again. Jaws is fine. Jaws doesn't say anything. Jaws isn't racist as far as I know. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. They got the racist sheriff. Yeah. I don't need that. It's crazy. And I, I live and let die. Ugh. I oh, hate it. Yeah. That's not a good it's one. It's awful. Roger Moore does not get going until Spy, with, spy, spy Who Loved Me. Is There's only really two great Roger Moore ones. Spy Who Loved Me and For, your, to, for your Eyes Only. I'm sorry. Spy. Yes, for your eyes. That's the one I meant to say. Yeah, for your you, eyes only. You did not mean a view to a kill. No, 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 I didn't. Because for your eyes only is 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 one of my top five. I love it. It's great. Yeah, that's because it's Roger Moore with no gadgets and not being exactly yeah, exactly him being the most Sean Connery he's ever been. Yeah, he has to uh, figure some shit out. Yeah, exactly. And it's got Lynn Holly Johnson in it. Yeah, that's right. In her From only movie ice, role, Ice Castles. She was blind. Oh, is that it? Had, is yeah. that what the other big thing? Was? Yeah. So she always played an ice skater. I guess so. That was her shtick, huh? Yep. Wow. <laughs> how about that? Uh, how about that Shangri-La? Though? Or no, Mr. Churchill says. How about it? It's all about World War II. It's so all f- you have not seen the new Terminator. Yeah. Film, but it's all right. fun and games till the air raid sirens go off. All right, let's move on to a long song title. We've done that episode before here. This is She's Bought a Hat Like Princess Marina. Love this jam. This jam. You love this jong? <laughs> this is not rock and roll. This song is no, not. She's not at all. She's bought a hat like Princess Marina's to wear at all her social affairs. Someone's listening right now and they hate this. She Someone's listening and they love it. Listen, sound effects. She wears it when she's scrubbing the stairs But you will never see her at Ascot She can't afford the time or the fare But she's bought a hat like Princess Marina's So she That song turns into a very English dance hall kind of. I I will have to say a song like this is one that has to be, for me, has to be listened to within the context Mm -hmm. of the entire album. But it's a great song. Yeah. And they do get a little rock and rolly when they get into the uh, Brother Can You Spare Me a Dime. Yes. Dave really has a nice bluesy uh, solo in this song. I wonder what Dave thought, because I, I feel like Dave just always wanted to rock. So was he like bored when they would do some stuff like this, or was he into it? I Listen, as long as he got to play, I think he was okay. Because a lot of that stuff on the on the lost Dave Davies album isn't rocking. It's, it's very... And very, it's written by Dave. Very mellow. We're yeah. going to get to it soon. Eventually. Eventually. Maybe. Well, we maybe because you have an out. But. I do have an out, but we're good. We're good. We're, I think we're good. Okay. Yeah, we got some. This next one is Young and Innocent Days. This is track 10 of 12. Uh, Let's hear it. Man. Let's hear it. I look back at the way I used to look at life. 
cry mario man that's a that's a good one someone just looking back on their life yeah just remembering what it was like to be young and when do we start doing that i do it every day (laughs) uh terminator dark fate currently has (laughs) on rotten tomatoes it's got an it's got an up top my brother at 69 really not bad it's not bad because the trailers look shit to me yeah they look awful like it doesn't make me excited to see the movie at all there's a listen the, the the Terminator universe, the Alien universe, the Predator universe, they've tried to keep they, they keep trying to reboot them and they just they I, none of them hold up for me. I like the Alien universe. Now Prometheus is okay. More than more than I think Predator sucks. I think the first movie, even the first one for me, is just okay. It's only good with the. Uh, you can't see me. Yeah, it's only good. I've got mud all over me. You can't see me. Yeah, we know why you can't yeah. see. You don't have to tell me. What happened? What happened? See, I got you pushing too many pencils. <laughs> so fucking horrible. All bullshit. All of it. The cabinet minister, the whole business. <laughs> Terrible. You cooked up a story and dropped the six of us into the meat grinder. Kyle and I watched all of those to get ready for the new The Predator. I had never seen Predator 2 before. People are starting to love that movie. Oh, no. That's, I, I know. I looked up. I'm Danny Glover was like 40 in that movie, and I was like, he's already too old for this shit yeah, at exactly. 40. Yeah. I, I, oh, I saw it going. once in the theater, never need to see it again, and I hear people on Twitter going, you know, that movie's actually good. I'm like, no, nope. No, it isn't. Mm-mm. It's not at all. Yeah, overacting Bill Paxton. I love Bill Paxton. Eventually, I like him. In some of those early movies, he's really... Aliens? You don't love him in Aliens? He's great in Aliens. You don't love him in Weird Science? I don't like that movie. You're stupid, but what? Yeah, it's not a good movie, but he's good good in it. He turns into a pile of shit. Yeah. He's a shit. He's the original shit emoji. Exactly. He is, actually. He is. That's what he looks like. The original Pizza the Hut. Uh, Yeah, but this Terminator, again, why didn't, if they're going to discount all the other ones, other Terminator, T2 Judgment Oh, they're doing a Halloween thing? Is that what they're doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ignore three and salvation and genesis ignore those okay but why didn't they just call this t3 colon dark fate because that would have like kind of cemented it with t2 because there's already a t3 we're ignoring it no no but you can't do that t3 it's like halloween 3 it's there when i watched t3 in the theater i thought the furious (laughs) tokyo drift can't ignore it no it's there when i watched t3 at the theater i enjoyed it and Godfather then, three, <laughs> stop it. Rocky three, Rocky three. It's a good three. That's a good three. Clubber um, Lang, Clubber Lang, and uh, Thunderlips. Mickey loses his glasses. <laughs> There's no robot. <laughs> that comes in four. The punches land in four. The punches miss by like. Feet. Oh, do they really? But you hear smack. No, it's no raging bull. <laughs> Here's the deal with Terminator three, the first one. When mm-hmm. I saw that at the theater. I thought it was, I go, oh, that was pretty good. When I watched it on DVD at my house, oh my God, is it horrible? Yeah. They say I'll be back in every possible mm-hmm. way you can do it. 
I'll be back. I'm back. Guess who's back? I bet you didn't think I would be back. Could you scratch my back? It's horrible. <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right. Yeah, uh, we got excited because we recorded in uh, Whittier. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, that, i just excited to be in Whittier. Uh, well, and not only that, they shot parts of Terminator 3 up at the Rose Hill Cemetery. Look at that. It's a huge cemetery. You know how many people are buried there? Mm-hmm. All of them. He's, there, was that the scene where he's carrying the casket? Yes, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. and it looks so... I mean, the casket has to be made out of... Balsa. Balsa, but it looks so weird that he... It doesn't even... It's weird. Yeah. I no, hate it. Not a good movie. Track 11 of 12 is Nothing to Say. Now, he's singing like he does in Victoria. Exactly. So at the time this album came out, this was their seventh studio album. Ray Davies was 25. How yep. did he, how does he, is he able to write like someone that has a lot more uh, knowledge and experience under their belt as a 25 year old? He's an old soul. He's an old soul. And I think that's part of why he, he and Dave didn't get along. Maybe because Dave was just in a different, different personality, different place mm-hmm. in his life. Dave was very much a person who was living his life where he was. Yeah. And Ray was already thinking like an old man. Uh, I believe that the two of us, we are young souls. Oh, yes. I mean, right? I'm going to watch. To a, to a fault. Uh, <laughs> did I mention what I got before the Godzilla box set? No, tell me. The Ultraman box set. So. <laughs> no, that is not. <laughs> come on, man. It's awesome. Just, I've never seen Ultraman. I've only seen like clips of it. Just watch my it Twitter just, feed. I mean, it's, it it just looks like like uh, Power Rangers bullshit to yeah, me. That's exactly what. That's where Power Rangers. Don't come at me with Power. This is Ultraman. <laughs> but what is what's what's his? Uh, tell me the story. Thumbnail it for me. Okay, Ultraman. So Ultra. There's an alien. Is it's like he's like Ultraman's this alien from another world. Okay. He gets stuck on Earth, right? Okay. Well, he, he kind of gets side. Crash land. Earth. He crash lands. Okay. And uh, like ET. Accident. This guy who's part of the science patrol accidentally gets killed in like the skirmish and it's Ultraman to apologize says, look, we're going to combine life forces and you can turn into me. You can use my powers, okay. but only for 60 seconds at a time. And so what he does is he continues his life as a science patrol, but anytime he gets in trouble and a giant monster shows up, he can be Ultraman, but only for one minute. Okay. But then in the scenes, when we see Ultraman is, is the scene only a minute long when Ultraman's in it? No, nah, it's like five minutes. Okay, that's not to cheat. Then no, why, yeah. did, why didn't they say that he could be Ultraman for five minutes? First well, we, of all... Uh, because like, they string say, it out. They string it out. They're doing the minute, but it's like we're looking at reaction shots and we're showing you know stuff from different angles. So it's like, yeah. Like, look, if I, have to, if I can't open a jar of pickles, then he turns into Ultraman for 60 seconds. That's about all he has time to do is open the jar of pickles. He has time me. to whip kaiju ass. 
in that minute. Trust me, he doesn't. Did, is he ever in the middle of fighting and he turns into his... his... No, he'll die. He'll die. He'll lose form and die. He can't, he'll, he can't do that. He can't run. All right. He has to finish up the How fight. many episodes? I don't even want to know how many episodes there's there like are. 40 episodes. There's just 40? Yeah. It was an animated series also, right? I believe... Oh, yeah. They've, they've done many iterations of it. How come they've never brought this to the big screen? Uh, I don't know. They just did a Netflix. Netflix just did an anime series on it. Oh, that now how was that? That's and that probably, is a direct sequel to the original show. That was probably pretty good. That's actually really good, really fun. Me, not, I mean, I'm not a huge anime guy, but I watched it because it was Iron Man. Yeah. Let me close out this album. We're with not done yet. The Iron Man theme. <laughs> it starts. Um, it starts with Victoria. That's a name. Yeah. And it ends with Arthur. That's a name. That's right. Here we, he, there's a guy out there that his, he has a son and a daughter and he's named them Victoria and Arthur. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. I know a lot of girls named Victoria who'd never heard this song. I would say, do you know the song, Victoria? Come on. Shout out to Victoria who used to work at Undercity Comics. So they, hey, where, Victoria. Where, where we record. Arthur. That's a song that would fit really well on Muswell Hillbilly. Yes, it would. It, it has that feel, definitely, the that. way he's singing. Yep. This, has, this is a great album. I mean, we talk more about Terminator, but pick this album up. It's great from start yeah, to yeah. finish. Yeah, yeah. You should get this album and, and get uh, get the one that precedes it. It might be my favorite Kinks album, I mean, even though we talked more about Terminator. but that's... Or Muswell Hills. Muswell Hillbillies. Hillbillies, I'm sorry. I said yeah. Muswell Hills. I like, uh, I like them all. You ever get a chance to go to London? You have to go and see all the places How that I it? got to see. It was amazing. Oh, man. We went to the, is it called the Chris Holt Arms? Chris Holt? Oh, the, the, uh, is that how you say it? The first, the place they first played? Yeah. We saw their house. It's, it's an unbelievable. We saw Conk Studios. Oh, beautiful. I mean, all, you know, we couldn't go in their house. We couldn't go in Conk Studios. You probably just walk in their house. If I went there now, I believe I could get into Conk Studios because I'm I'm ballsier now because of this podcast and trying to get musical guests. Yeah, and yeah. Trying to get free stuff. When are you can have Ray on here? Yeah. I don't know. Seventy five years old. He was working on an album. Comes in here. Remember when you know when he signed our autograph? You 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 told me about the Candy Club. You're like, I know where they sign autographs, right? Right. You're like the guy. And you're like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna get Ray's autograph. So we go out there. Did it's, you believe, did you think at all that we would get it? Or no, do, well, because head, I had heard think, no. I had already heard stories of mm-hmm. you tracking down Don Rickles to get his <laughs> yes. So <clears throat> and him signing your album across the forehead, right? The, but terrible uh, autograph, <laughs> worthless. <laughs> Seriously, worthless. <laughs> terrible. But when, you know, we waited outside. There's like maybe like ten people out mm-hmm. there, and when Ray comes out. The guy looks like you. You want a rock star to look. 
Yeah. He's distinguished, older, yeah. distinguished. He's kind of got like a scarf on and he's wearing yeah. like this long Jacket. black coat. Yeah, but he just kind of floated out, like mm-hmm. floated out to mm-hmm. where we were and just very, oh. Everybody's like, great show, Ray. Yeah, good show. And he's like, yeah, lovely. Thank you. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> just awesome. I and, and he, everything I ever wanted. And he didn't ignore the fans? No, no, no. He And then I had the picture disc. Yeah. And he looked at it and he said, he flipped to me, he said, who are these beautiful lads? And then he signed it. And I was like, that's, that's all I ever wanted from meeting Ray Davies. When, like, uh, when I got Elvis Costello's autograph outside the, the Wiltern Theater, and when people would ask him for a photo, he would take their phone and he would take the selfie. That's awesome. That's really awesome. I'm like, that's cool. I love that. Yeah. That's just like, hey, I'll do it. All right. We got a, we got a couple of songs here that were, uh, I think these were single only releases. Plastic Man. Oh, love it. And then King Kong. But here's Plastic Man. This is a great song. I don't know what it's about. It's about a person who's artificial, who's just... He, oh. It's kind of like he looks like a real human being, but now I get it. doesn't have a mind of You mean a phony. Yeah. That's my dad's favorite word. That guy's a phony. Guy's a big phony. Here we go, Plastic Man. I'm sure now when I hear it, it'll all come... Another one that would fit well on... Uh, must well. That was uh, that was banned because he used the word bum. Bum. Yeah. He's got a plastic bum. Mm-hmm. That's his butt. Plastic ass. If he would have said fanny, that means something completely oh, different in it, London. In, yeah. She has a plastic fanny. That's something. Oh, you look it up. I'm not going to say mm-hmm. it. I don't want to piss Amber off. No. Get a bad review. These guys were dirty. Four stars. <laughs> Four stars. <laughs> the worst podcast I've ever heard. Four. I'll take it, man. I'll take it. You can rip me on iTunes all day. Just leave four and five star reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, say what you want to say. Yeah. But then click that correct star. Yeah. Show sucked. Five stars. Have you switched? Are you still using iTunes? Have you switched over to the. Let me tell you the thing with, with my iTunes is I keep getting locked out of it. Mm-hmm. And then I change the password and I can never remember what the password is. It's really bad. I hate that. And you have to wait like f- two days. Yeah. I'm in the middle of a, of a, I'm in a podcast group and everybody's kind of, we're doing, we're rating, ex- we're exchanging ratings. So we're like, Hey, I'll help you out. I'll write yeah, you yeah. review and you know, I'll listen to your show and, blah, mm-hmm. blah. and I have been unable to participate because I feel like a jerk. I'm helping on Twitter, but I'm, I've been able to post any reviews for like three weeks because I'm waiting for that All ID right. to come back. You'll get it going. I don't want to sit there and write 45 reviews. <laughs> just write like uh, just a five star and say, great show. Uh, good production. <laughs> Sounds great. Okay. This is King Kong. This is in mono. Love it. There's a song called King Kong and there's a song called Godzilla, it's, which is better. It's dirty. The song is dirty. Why? Listen to what he says. Talking about his balls. He's King Kong. I thought he said ping pong balls. He said King Kong's <laughs> balls. Here we go. It's like- I'm King Kong, got a hydrogen bomb. 
it cream? <laughs> I'm going to give you... Did you watch that Ginger Baker documentary? Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Rock and Peace Ginger Baker. Rock and Peace Ginger Baker. It's on YouTube in full. You can okay. watch it. And uh, we're, I'm able to access YouTube on my TV. We got a TV that has a fire stick built oh, in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking we have, amazing. We have the Roku Yeah, thing so do it. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's It's... You can't believe that the guy lived to be 80. Oh, yeah. He it's unbelievable. Crazy, he had a crazy life. Also, I always like these documentaries where the guy that uh, the documentary is about is, is telling you that he's flat broke and he, he lives like on a ranch and he owns horses. And I'm like, what do you mean you're flat? What? This is not flat broke. Uh, trust me. I Sell some horses. Yeah. Sell a horse. Sell a polo pony. <laughs> you ginger fuck. Okay. Now, here we go. Have you watched the language? Dave, have you watched the David? We're explicit. Balls. <laughs> have you watched the David Crosby documentary? No, no, no. I see. I have no wow. interest in David Crosby. You, should I watch it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and I tweeted uh, about it the other day, and he liked my tweet. Oops, I better say I have a lot of interest in David Crosby. <laughs> well, he doesn't listen. He just liked my tweet. Um, yeah, it, it, a very flawed individual who now is at an, an age in his life, and he has. He does have regrets and he takes, um, takes, uh, what do I, full responsibility for the relationships that he's mucked up and, um, and he just, uh, he knows he doesn't have a lot of time left on the planet yeah. and he's just trying to make music and, and do the best he can. And I kind of like, I, I liked it. I liked his swung you over to his side. I mean, I never didn't like him all, but I just knew, you know, I, I, I like Crosby, Stills, Nash, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. I like the music. Yeah. And, uh, I just and all I know about all I really knew about him was you know, drug problems and arrested and guns and you know mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I you know that's just but this really and yeah, Cameron but, Cameron Crow uh, asks him uh, he interviews him throughout. So it's Cameron Crow is always a great interviewer. Yeah, so he's I'll good. Have to check it out. Definitely, you'll 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 really love it. Got to check. Like out. I know when people say you got to watch this. But no, I like the music documentary. Like I, I'm not a big Eagles fan, mm-hmm. but that was a great documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so good. Yeah, because I've never seen a bunch of guys who didn't put their best foot forward in a documentary. Yeah, exactly. Like they they had no they had no concern about how they looked. Yeah, I love it. They're just like, yeah, this is our story. We don't <laughs> like each other, and that's it. And you mean Eagles, right? There's no the. Oh, did it's I just, just say Eagles? What did I say? The Eagles? I think you did. And Glenn Fry, Rock and Peace, would, would be mad. Here's the thing. I don't care enough to make the distinction. <laughs> it's just Eagles. <laughs> oh, okay. Can I tell you a quick story? When they reopened the no, forum. No. When they reopened the forum, my, yes. bro- my brother, huge Eagles fan, calls me up and says. I was there. I went. Yeah, yeah my brother goes, you're not going to believe this. He calls me on the phone. He's super excited. He says, the Eagles, when they, they played the forum last night. They played for four hours. And I said, what did they play for the three hours and 55 minutes it wasn't Hotel California? <laughs> so my brother just starts swearing out, you son of a you bitch. It's one of the, the greatest bands of all time. So I said, hey, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank oh. you. I do like Desperado, though, man. That's a great, that's Desperado. They're one of the greatest bands of all time. And if you don't believe me, ask Don Henley. <laughs> They're no kinks. Don Henley does think that him and Glenn Fry are are Paul McCartney and, and John yeah. Lennon, and he's come on. I'm not even a Beatles fan, and I would I think that's an insult to the Beatles. Yes, and and just what, people what, in general. That, what's that? What was that one Don Henley song he had in the '80s? It was a solo song. Look at the face you're making. You should see Mario's face. 
Is that Pac-Man Fever? <laughs> I don't know a song that goes D D D. What's that? He did a song in the '80s. D D D D D. Johnny can't read. No, 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 no. He did a song. No, that's Jumping Jack Flash. No. All she wants to do is dance. Nope. Nope. <laughs> are you looking it up? I am. What are you typing in? Don Henley. Don I'll never find it. Don Henley, 80s. Hey, welcome to Studio City. That's what I just you got. You can't think of I it? I can't. Uh, nee, 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 nee. He did that one album in the 80s. Dirty Laundry. Dirty Laundry. Dirty Laundry. That's Dirty Is that what it is? Yeah. What did someone think of the. Kick them when they're up. Kick them when they're down. No, I'm thinking of someone else. Maybe it was Glenn. Glenn Fry's solo music is If you know the song that I'm humming, please. Yes. Let us know. Please let us know at uh, Rock Solid. All right. We'll see how much of this we can get through before you have to leave. We got 20 minutes. Just two of the two discs. Yeah, there's 16 songs here. None of these songs are worth it. I was pleasantly surprised by this. This is is called The Great Lost Dave Davies Album. Well, tell tell them what, give them the background on it, Pat. I don't know the background. Well, Dave was, Ray was writing songs for Dave. Okay. Or no, it wasn't Dave writing some of the songs, but Dave was like, they were getting Ray wasn't using Dave's songs. Yeah. So the but Ray was basically playing backup. He was doing backup vocals. Yeah. And they were using the Kinks, but it, they were going to release this album under uh, the name Dave Davies. Yes. So it's the great, but they never did. Why didn't they? Probably that's just Ray and Dave being. It's probably just Ray being Ray. All right. Well, I'll let you guys be the judge. This uh, this Ooh. first one, which would be uh, if Dave would have released it. I don't know what the. This isn't in like a definitive uh, sequencing order. No, They're this just, was in a single. Uh, this Man Weeps Tonight? Yeah, this is a good song, actually. It is. It's a really good song. Here we go. All right. I wish that you could see all the things that I have seen. This mind of mine is making life worthwhile. I wish that you That's great. Yeah. And uh what can you do when you let him cry tomorrow? And a lot of times I, I, I don't uh I don't like Dave's lead vocal sometimes, but I like it on all these songs. On some of the and in some of these he actually has kind of a Bob Dylanish yeah. kind of a sound. But I'm gonna read this to you from the Great Lost Dave Davies album by Andy Neal from the little booklet that came with the right. In the midst of the Arthur Sessions, studio time was devoted to completing tracks for Dave Davies' proposed solo album. The idea had progressed in staggered intervals since the initial success of Dave's 1967 <clears throat> single, Death of a Clown, but ultimately never reached completion. One of the reasons the album wasn't finished was because I felt the Kinks management and record company were forcing me too much. I think that the main problem was behind trying to record those songs because I really didn't want to do it. It wasn't that I couldn't, but later on I felt happier with the types of songs I was writing. Also, I felt very comfortable being in the kinks, and it seemed fulfilling to be part of a band. I really didn't see, want for more. I couldn't see the point. All right. That was from Dave Davies himself. That's what he says. Yeah. Got to believe him. Why wouldn't we? He's the guy. Yeah. Uh, I do have mono mixes of some of these songs, but to get through it, I won't play those. Just trust me. Um, 
uh, I'll say I like them and then I'll listen and I won't like it. And then I'll listen to the stereo and then I'll like that better. But then I'll say, no, I like the mono. Oh, you just did it. You yeah. saved everybody time. This next song is called Mindless Child of Motherhood. Come on, that sounds great. I've been trapping a long time to be just where you are. In dreams I have seen you, but you are so very far. How long must I travel on to be just the way you are? How long must I travel on to be just the way you are? I was a friend. I was a fool. I feel so So that's Mick Avery on drums too. Yeah, they yeah. just they just recorded all the time. Yeah, they were just they, they were always recording music. They were busy, which is great. I mean, if you're in a band, that's what you want, right? I believe so. I mean, they just must have lived at the studio. Well, why not? It's unbelievable. I love it. That's a good. That's another good song. It's a good song. And it sounds very much with it. Some of these when you get to these middle ones here. That's when you uh, don't like it as much? Well, you also start to lose kind of that kink sound, and mm-hmm. they, they, they sound more, a lot of kink stuff sounds kind of timeless, and this sounds very much like 60s. Mm-hmm. And then you can tell they're just like, well, we're just going to have you repeat the refrain like for a full <laughs> minute. There's like four of them like that. And then there's a couple songs at the, at the, uh, at the end. Those have already been released where he just starts out going, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and again, Dave, Dave wrote these songs. Hey. Ray, Ray didn't write these. Not and yet. This is Hold My Hand. We're not getting there yet. This is one of the ones where they repeat the refrain. Listen to that, though. Yeah. Sounded like uh, Village Green Preservation Society. It does. Da, 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 da. Let's move on. Do you wish to be a man? Always. All right. So does Dave Davies. <laughs> Yeah. 
you see Rambo Last Blood? <laughs> He's a man. That guy's a man. Did you see it? I didn't see it. Do you see? Uh, did you see the, the last Rambo movie, number four? Uh, that was one where he, it was like a five-minute sequence on a machine gun, right? Yeah. Uh, I think I just saw that sequence. Just cutting guys in half. Yeah. Are you going to see Last Blood? I'll eventually see it probably if it's on Cable or... Let me tell you something. And what's up? It's, it's called Last Blood. Yeah. Then there was an interview with Stallone, and he said, I could probably do two more of these. <laughs> well, then no. Then don't call it Last Blood. That's actually a good title if you're going to close out the series. You know what I mean? Man, Stallone just... Uh, you know what? Like then those, call it Fifth Blood. Those expendable movies could have been so good. I thought... When I first saw it, I was like, oh, cool. They're making fun of themselves. Yes, kind of. yeah. And then Stallone's just taking it super seriously. Yeah. You're like, wow, you have no sense of humor yep. about you. But he like, does have a sense of humor, though. But he does. And it, it Which could is work. weird, yeah. Yeah, it's like, make that... you got this cast of great... It'd be great. You get all these guys. There's something... I'm just going to say it. I'm going to spoil it for people. I'm going to spoil it for you, too, because you haven't seen it. Because you will, you will be very... If you see this movie, this will affect you the way it affected me. Because you have a, a daughter in high school. Yeah, yeah. Okay, spoiler alert on Rambo Last Blood. Yeah. Run out of the room or fast forward. There's something in this movie that I could not believe happened. Uh, Rambo lives on the farm now. Yep. And he, uh, and he lives with this older woman and he's kind of taken his niece under his wing. He's like her father figure. Mm -hmm. So she graduates from high school. She's 16, I think, in mm -hmm. the movie. And she wants to go see her dad, who lives in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And he says, no. You don't want to go down there. You don't want to go down there. Mm -hmm. It's no good. No. Yeah. So he tells, you know, it's all that. Mm -hmm. And so, and she doesn't listen to him. Mm -hmm. She goes down. Mm -hmm. And bad things happen to her of course and again it's they wrote this they wrote this uh they wrote this script on a on a bar napkin at three in the morning in four seconds because mm -hmm. it's the it's the most base the mexican cartel yeah, yeah, yeah. and she here's what happens that i could not believe happened rambo goes down to get her mm -hmm. and you think he's gonna go down and get her he's gonna get her yeah nope no they get him they cut his face with a knife mm -hmm. and they, and they find the picture of the girl on them and they say, Oh, we know this girl. We have this girl. And now she's going to wear the same scar as you wear. Mm -hmm. And so they scar her. They beat the crap out of Rambo. Mm -hmm. So it takes him four days to recuperate, which by the way, you wouldn't recuperate in four days. You'd be in the hospital for about four months. Yeah. So then he goes back to get her, finds her they've made her a junkie she's got this big scar on her face mm -hmm. he gets her out of there driving back to uh across the border to the farmhouse she dies in the car and i was like are you kidding me oh, so this is like the opposite of commando yes it was it was i could not believe it i was like this is this is terrible Listen. You because first to. of all, everything that happened to her, she's scarred for life anyway. Sure. Maybe it's better that she died. No. But I was like shocked that they went there. Because you got to justify the violence that's going to follow. Now, let me tell you something. How these movies work. After that happened, the anticipation of ass kicking mm -hmm. had me giddy in my seat. <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> but I was horrified and I felt so terrible. That's what I'm saying. That they did this. And then I was like, well... This is going to be bad for a lot of people. Sure. <laughs> and then it was, 
unbelievably mm-hmm. violently graphic. Yeah, because they're not sending us their best people, Pat. But no. They're sending us... <laughs> well, I do, I do hate that <laughs> with what we're dealing with now, that... Why did they go with the Mexican cartel? It's easy. It's easy. So dumb. It's easy. It was. I mean, not that the cartels aren't bad. I'm not saying. Right. That, right. You know what I'm saying? All right. Next track. Are you ready? I'm pumped. A lot of these songs have question marks. So, are you ready? Mm-hmm. That's that's a snooze for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not really into that one. Yeah. I'm going to go right into Creeping Gene, though. Do you like Creeping Gene? Oh, yeah. I mean, just the title alone. It's not guitar. Yeah. That sounds like the Kinks. It does. Stepping out on her man. Oh, yeah. That's what she's, she's doing. She's creeping. She's creeping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's peeping and creeping and fooling around. I'm going to jump ahead a couple of songs. I want to get to this. Uh, th- n- nothing dates a song like a title, Mr. Shoemaker's Daughter. Well, listen, you're going to hear the hey. Here we go. Like he's drunk. Well, you find out he's he's just he's all over the town. (laughs) Nobody's daughter. Nobody. Nobody's daughter in this town. It's the, the, the it's the shoemaker. It's the haymaker. It's the bread maker. He's after all of the craftsmen yep. in the town. Yep. All of their daughters. Yep. Lock your daughters. It's like you know. It's a, it's like one of those old jokes, like the farmer's daughter. Yeah, exactly. Now listen to Hey, Mister Reporter, and you're gonna hear the uh, Hey. Now this one. Now the next the last three are written by Raymond Douglas Davies. There we go. Listen. To this that. is Mister Reporter. <laughs> Mr. Reporter, hey. how about talking 
about yourself. Talking about your daughter. Yeah. Do you like what you're doing? Ray lashing or out at the press. That you can do nothing else. This is the original fake news song. Hey, Mr. Fake news. Hey, Mr. See, now it's it's all going to come around because we had a little movie talk today. You talk about movies on your podcast. And now, what kind of movies are we going to talk groovy. about? Groovy. Groovy movies. Love it. Are these porn movies? Is that what a groovy it's movie just is? groovy, man. It's, this is all about Ray wanting to be a director, which is what he wanted to do. Isn't that funny? Someone, it's like, it's like Conan O'Brien has a podcast. Really, dude? Yeah. Stay in your Come room. on. Get out of here. Stay in your lane. I hate it. He's a TV star. Although Matt Gorley, his producer, is awesome. Really great guy. Really super nice. Say guy. that again. Matt Gorley, his producer on, uh-huh. the, on the Conan podcast. Awesome. I'm guy. sure he is. I'd rather have Matt Gorley have a podcast. He has then. super ego. With, he's great. Is the James Bonding podcast? Oh, oh, oh okay, okay. I'm yeah, sorry. He's fantastic. He is a podcast. But you know what I mean? Like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, if uh, all of a sudden George Clooney has a podcast, you go, what the fuck? Look, anything that brings, shines a light on the podcast world is great because there's a lot of great indie podcasts and you never know. Somebody's going to, somebody starts listening to Matt Corley's Super Ego and then they go from there and they get into, then they find Rock Solid. Yeah, that's, it sounds like a leap. No, it's, (laughs) listen. All right, here's Groovy Movies. By my account, he would have made Austin Powers and Army of Darkness. The um, if you're gonna have a movie podcast, though, here's your theme song: Groovy Movies. Groovy Movies, because it's you know Ray Davies doesn't listen to podcasts. I'll never get no. sued for using it. No. Yeah. Um, you know what? Call your podcast Groovy Movies. There you go. That's a yeah. good idea. Are you leaving? You just took your headphones I just, off. I got a little itch there. On oh, your ear? Well, no, my head is enormous. And so these, Do you think I'm, you're going to break those I'm headphones? stretching these headphones to their very limit. These, these are new headphones and new this microphones since you've great. been here. Yes, yeah, since so you don't have to pay Kyle anymore. Now you put the money in the equipment. It's all free. From who? From Shure Microphones and from Bose Headphones. Are you talking about Shure Microphones? S-H-U-R-E. I'm the telling, SM7B. It's the same microphone that, uh, that, uh, that Predator Michael Jackson used to record Thriller. Pat, let me tell you something. This these mics do not. My voice doesn't sound this good on my own podcast. Of course it doesn't. I wonder that's how that's because of the content. I wonder how. Well, that too. <laughs> I wonder how I could get some of these sure microphones. What 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 was the designation number? Uh, SM7B. SM7Bs. Yeah, mm, I'm gonna have to I had to. Uh, I had to uh, mention the microphone. I think 16 weeks in a row. That was the trade out I did. Oh, you're talking about the sure. 
Sure SM7B. SM7B. Yep. And these are the Bose, uh, these Bose headphones. Huh? These are the Bose noise canceling, uh, I don't know. QS, well, let me tell you. QS, I was, I'm going to call them QS12. I was, uh, I'm, I'm a little jealous because I've never heard the King sound better than they've heard in these. These Bose. headphones are amazing. The, it, the, but are, look. Are you talking about these Bose noise canceling? I don't have to do it anymore, Mario. It's it's we're no. Done. See, I'm trying to work my. Oh, I'm you're trying, trying to, to work it. Yeah, I'm trying to help myself out. Um, because my podcast crew. Imagine John Sandy's boisterous laugh. Yeah. In, in the Shure SM7B. Yeah. True. Do they still listen? Who, uh, Bose. Sure. <laughs> or Bose. I don't know that they probably listened the first time. Can I you don't. go ahead and send this audio clip to them so they know <laughs> how good I am at plugging the Shure SM7B? I couldn't believe the, it. And the Bose, there's no designation. I don't know. I, QS something? They're quiet oh, noise canceling? Oh, the, this is how I listen to music at the house. I, I set up this whole system and I, I listen through a mixing board. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> what kind of mixing board is that? Is that the uh, Alesis? It's an Alesis. Oh, that, that fantastic. I got a company sent me a new mixing board too. It just didn't work out for our configuration, mm -hmm. so I sold it on eBay. <laughs> I, I noticed you're using an Apple... Apple uh, an iMac there? That's fantastic. It's, it's too many computers to make this show go. What? What? Help a brother out. <laughs> oh, you want a new computer? Yeah. Do you use your laptop to record it on? I used to, and then my laptop exploded, so now so, I use, everything gets put onto my, uh, I have a, an old desktop. Oh, okay. But I record everything on, the, on my Roland R05 digital mm -hmm. recorder, which is fantastic, and it has a, you just put a, a card in there. And it'll record. So and I, all the all the mics can plug into that. It, you plug it into the soundboard. It has a as on board as a, a line in. I, I it cracks to the mixing board to the. When I see some people like they'll post their configuration online, like, "Hey, this is how we record their podcast," and it looks it looks like a disaster to me. <laughs> like this is pretty simple. Yeah. Like we got the, the mics go into the board, mm -hmm. and the headphone goes in. This this headphone block goes into the board, and then four headphones can plug into this. Yeah, love it. And then, uh, and then it goes out and into the, I mean, this, this seems simple to me. Mine is simple. There's just a lot of wires when we have five people, but it's very simple. Yeah. Yeah. I know if I have more than, uh, if we have more than four mics hooked up, then you have to mm -hmm. use splitters and all that kind yeah, of crap. We don't want that. That's why this year on the year in review episode, it's just going to be me and three people. I'm not going to say who the me people are. and who else? I'm not going to tell you who it's going to be. One of, them's, is, one of them is not you. Because the only thing I will be reviewing is the Kinks 50th anniversary. <laughs> and and Godzilla. And, oh, God. You like the song Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cult? I like, sure, why not? He picks up a bus and he throws it back down. That's it. Is he something, something through the center of town? Mm -hmm. As he jerks off in the center of town. Is he jerking off? Godzilla does not. His arms would not allow him. <laughs> All right, this is the last song in the Great Lost Dave Davies album. Then we're going to do some promoting. Then, then I'm going to close out the show with the same song we started with because it's your favorite, yeah. Victoria. Yeah, you got to get to that. Get to that meaty part where they're yelling yeah. out all the play the whole thing. All the all the, you know, what I'm talking about. If I, I can, do. if I may. This song is called "There Is No Life Without Love." Also written by Ray. There's actually a version of a demo version of him singing it on one of the recent box sets too. Here's here's where I before I play this. Let me tell you where I stand with these box sets. When it gets to like, I, I love a stereo version, and I love a mono. You don't version. want to hear demos. I want to hear B sides, like B sides that were never on an album mm -hmm. but were recorded around the same time. I like those. You don't want to hear a demo. Maybe maybe a disc of oh here's a full live concert from when we toured this album. I like that. But then the demos and the take number two with uh, with uh, viola. Mm -hmm. I 
that gets a listen to one time. You don't like viola with throw a viola. You know what I mean? Like how, once you listen to this four disc box set, I know. when will you go back to that disc that has the demos? On one of the albums, they actually did. People had recorded, like they, they put their tape recorder up against the radio, and somebody they put that on one of the Kinks box. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just um. Why am I listening to this? Yeah, it's, sometimes it's exhaustive. Exhaustive? That's not a word. Exhausting. Exhausting. Exhaustive. What's exhaustive? That's nothing. Exhaustive means complete or you have an exhaustive. If we did an exhaustive survey of the kinks, we'd go through every album and every track. Gotcha. And then people would be exhausted. Yes. So, um, like they although now. I do love these big box sets, but then at times, you know, I just, I don't need all that. Yeah, no. I don't need it. Abbey Road, they, what they released was what they felt was the best. Hey, there's no life without love. Not bad. Yeah. Nice. All right, Mario, look. Talk to me. It's always a pleasure. Is it? Because I haven't seen you for a long time. You look great. I haven't seen you for a long time. I'm I'm a little I'm back. I've chunked up a little bit, but I feel good. You look great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm. 55. How old are you? Oh, you're the Hagar. You're 47. I'll be 48 in two weeks. I don't know when this when does the show drop? I don't know. It'll be before the end of the year, but I have like eight or nine in the can. Okay. Everything's all scheduled out. It's, yeah, a, my, it's, a, it's yeah. a very complicated system. Mid-November. Mid-November. So this could be like a nice Christmas gift for people. Maybe. Yeah. Do you, um, do you record like a lot of episodes and bank them? Or are you I like, used to, but right now our schedule, my schedule doesn't allow it. So, I'm so you record it and then you release it. Yeah. And when, usually by the same day. It's hot, like literally hot off. The, I record and release within like an hour or two. Is there a day that, are you on a set schedule though? Does it drop the same day? It drops the same day. Generally, if not, I'll put something out on Twitter and tell people, um, hey, it'll be out tomorrow. See, now people would say that it's uh, like, people would go, oh, that's your OCD. And I hate when people say that no. because it's not my OCD. I just want it to be consistent. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, look, if you, if you turned on the TV to watch uh, your favorite uh, if you have a primetime show, you tuned on to watch your, and, and my stories. Yeah. And someone came on and goes, Oh yeah, the show's not on tonight. It's going to be on the Friday instead. Yeah. You'd, no, be, you'd be annoyed. When I, when I upload my episodes to art 19, mm-hmm. I set them for Thursday at 1am the, uh, every time that's when it drops. Yeah. Cause then I feel like the people on the, the East coast, it'll, it'll be in there it, when they wake up in the morning, it'll be there if they need it that quickly. No mm-hmm. one does, but if they do, 
It's oh, there. Some so, people want to listen on their commute. Yeah. What have you? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I feel like there might be a person that they wake up and they're like, oh, what the, I'm going to get in my shower, but I got to download Rock Solid. For, it's not there. I what have, the fuck? I have podcasts I look forward to and they're there on certain days at yeah. certain times. Now the time can vary, but I always try to do it on a certain day. Yeah. And if it's not going to be, if I have enough time, I'll yeah. put it out on Twitter and say, hey guys, sorry, we're going right. to, you know, we're recording a different mm-hmm. day today. So the episode will be up at this time. I have, I have like, I have like five things I tell people before they do a podcast. I go, one, start it for fun. Cause if you think you're going to make a living at it, then don't do it. Exactly. Two, make right. sure it's a topic that you're passionate about because is it something that you're going to want to talk about for you know, nine years? Like we're in right mm-hmm. now music, you know, make sure it's something like that. Uh, Make sure your audio quality is good because yes. it does not matter what your content is. If your audio quality isn't good, people aren't going to stick around for the content. That's right. Whenever I tune into something that's unlistenable because it's it just sounds bad, yeah, you can't do it. And then uh, and then I say, you know, pick a theme song mm-hmm. if possible. I say have an intro to your podcast so that people immediately know what they're getting. Yeah. Hey, welcome to Rock Solid Comedy Podcast for all things music, but new and classic. Beautiful. Welcome to Superiority Complex, your new favorite podcast. There you go. There we go. And that's all I need to know, because yep. buckle up, you son of a bitch. And I always say, hey, welcome. Hey, I don't hey. know why. I don't know why. I don't know why I started saying it, but I did. I did it the first time, so I just always say, hey, welcome to Rock Solid. Hey, so anyway, Mr. Francis. Where can we find you on all platforms? Tell us right now. Let's Twitter. At Soup Complex, S-O-U-P Complex. If you want to follow my personal one, I used to, 20th Century Man, I don't use as much because this last year I really Concentrated. It was the only, is the first time I've ever tried to really promote our show. Yeah. And I've been hugely unsuccessful. But it got me in the habit of using that one Twitter because I was using the show and then I'd have my personal. Personal one's still there, 20th yeah. Century Man. I mean, it's mostly sports talk on yeah. there. Uh, but uh, you can follow me there. And you can follow the show on at Soup Complex, S-O-U-P Complex. Are you on Facebook? Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. Great. So you, and you want people to like you there. Like us there. Cool. Anywhere you find podcasts, we're available. iTunes. Everywhere. Check, check them out. Leave us a review. You on Spotify? That I do not know how to do yet. I got to figure that out. Um, Should I get on Spotify? I mean, I, I mean. Is it worth it? I don't know. I don't know if it gets me anything or not, but I'm on there. What was that noise? Is that a motorcycle outside? I don't know what it is. My stomach. Was that your stomach? No, it wasn't. (laughs) Uh, We're at Rock Solid Show. Yes. Kyle is at Kyle Dotson Funny. I'm at Pat underscore Francis. Uh, Rock Solid is all music talk and fun stuff. Uh, My personal Twitter uh, can be ranting, can be political, and it can just be some funny jokes. So just uh, be warned. Mm. (laughs) Be warned. uh, be warned that the jokes might not be funny. Be warned that there's going to be a guy yelling it in the wind. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, but if you're cloud. a fan of this show, definitely follow us at Rock Solid Show. Um, or on Facebook, go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the show. Um, also, if you want the, the brand new cool enamel Rock Solid pin, uh, that's on our Facebook page. It's also on Twitter. These pins are amazing. If you want one of them, it's, uh, it's $10. PayPal me to... Batman PFD at AOL.com and I'll send you one of our brand new enamel pins. They're they're pretty sharp. I gave one to Mario because yeah, I'm so happy that's that what he gets for the drive up I'll, here. I'll give him ten. I'll, I'll 
I'm not taking ten dollars from you. You do in my in the Patreon. Most of that is for the. Po- it, it, it's right now. Currently, it's costing me three dollars and sixty six cents to mail one of these things. Why not three sixty nine? I know, right? Can you ask to pay more? Um, I put it in an envelope I bought, so that's another three cents. So it is three sixty nine. Up top, yeah. Uh, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash rock solid Support podcast. the show. And um, yeah, because I, I put uh, I put time into this like it's a job. I don't have a job right now. Do me a Christmas present. Everyone listening right now, go for two bucks. Two bucks a month. 50 cents an episode. Honestly, let me, let me just say. 50 peek, cents an episode. Peek behind the curtain, Pat. You do. Listen, I get into my our little office in the comic. We get our studio in the comic book shop mm-hmm. and we jerk around for two hours and we you know you put on you professional you walk in here it's a professional studio it always looks great you start when we're gonna start you give me a little like warm-up we chat a little bit but you are all business when you come in here and you go out of your way to you you tell me i talk to you sometimes and you're like dude i'm trying to book this guest and like a year later you'll be like oh guess what i finally got a call back yeah you put some effort into this the prizes the prize two dollars a month the prizes i'm giving away are crazy Two bucks. Two bucks. Two dollars a month. A month. It's not even a week. It's a month. It's 50 cents a week. That's nothing. You can find that in your kid's bank. You can find that on your kid. Just you won't pick even, them up and shake them upside down. You won't even miss it. You won't even miss it. Set two, it and forget it. Two bucks. I spend more than that so on worth your time. the stupidest stuff. It's so worth your time. It's great. It's a great podcast. Any Anyone that does it will, will agree. This is in my okay. And I know how many people listen. Yeah, top twenty-five. Every, I, everyone I listen, everyone I listed, uh, I give a shout out to. If they're not a Patreon listener, go back and delete that. <laughs> and uh, and that's it. I know sometimes it's borders on begging, but I like to put it out there because maybe I, I a lot of times people will sign up for Patreon and go, "I've been meaning to do this for a year, yeah. and I just haven't gotten well, around it, to it." So it, I just I have to mention it. It costs money to put a, show, a free show on. Believe it or not, it costs money. You got to keep the lights on. You got to. Buy the you know you got like to buy a new computer to record yeah, on. It's no. crazy, yeah. The, it, expenses, gas is four dollars and thirty cents out here. Oh my god! <laughs> I had to. I told you I had to fill up before, and I didn't. How want, much was it? Forty I bucks. I didn't want to stop at Costco. I use a Costco okay. card. I throw it on the card. Yeah. And Costco's like 60, 70 cents cheaper. Cheaper. It was four twenty one. It's ridiculous. And I only put in eight gallons. I have a small car. Eight gallons. It was almost forty bucks. Yeah. Well, enjoy that pin. <laughs> yeah, hey, look, it's worth it. Here we go. Thank you, Mario. Always fun. Pat, you're the best. Victoria.